Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. A flash of steel. An unearthly shriek. An icy breath. A knock at the door. Omens of evil. Warnings of death. An invitation to terror from the Grim Reaper. Innocent travelers trapped in a mysterious house. Tortured by a malevolent force. Destined to discover the hidden room in the realm of the Grim Reaper. One by one, he tracks them down. One by one, they disappear. One by one, they come face to face with the ultimate terror. And now, he's coming for you. The Grim Reaper. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. Side quest. Doing some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'd be sick for fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Side quest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Side quest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest. Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of Side Quest Podcast. I am one half of your hosting duo here of David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and I am being joined by... It's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios, and I'm here on behalf of Guitar Case Fuller Reviews Podcast. Perfect. And so I guess before we get into what we are going to be covering here, um, it's been a little bit... I know we both kind of seem to be having some hectic schedules here during the summer, so I just kind of wanted to check in with uh, you to see um, how's things been going. Oh, pretty good, man. Um, trying to think of some things going on, man. I'm, I'm in Texas. Anybody that's in Texas knows right now we've been getting killed by the heat. It's been 100 all week. I was having technical issues for this podcast Jeez. due to the heat. <laughs> I mean, it's so hot out here, man. So, yeah, dealing with the heat out here. Uh, I started a, a new job. I don't know if I ever talked about that, that I even uh, left my other job at Amazon. Okay. It just got too much over there. So yeah. now I'm working at Texas Instruments. So if you have ever heard of Texas Instruments, yes. then I'm working at that company now. So it's a lot better than that job was. It's a lot easier and it's a lot more, uh, makes more money there too. So it's a lot better. Perfect. So um, so I got all that going. Um, let me see. Anything else of note though? Besides the heat, man, the heat's got my brain. <laughs> like it's got my brain boiling. Bro. I hear you there. Because it's. It's like you can't even, I just, I hate to keep bringing the heat up, but if anybody just wants to know, wants to visit Texas, come when it's a little cooler, like in 
September, October. After that, it'll be cool. We can come down. Because right now, unless you want to just burn up, <laughs> just like you open the oven and stick your body in there, this is probably not the time to come to Texas. Just just a, a PSA from a Texas resident. <laughs> That's fair. The only but yeah, <laughs> go for it, bro. I was going to say, yeah, the only time I've ever been there was I went to WrestleMania when it was in Dallas. Not this last time, because I think they came back, but the time before that, and we came for that, obviously, like, I think it was April, and it wasn't that bad when I was there, but I could definitely tell that it probably gets very hot. Oh, yeah, man. It's, and it's relentless, man, with the humidity and all that, bro. It's like, oh, right. my God. If it wasn't so humid, it wouldn't be so bad, man. If it had a cool Agreed. breeze, it wouldn't be so bad. But nope, it's just pounding you, bro. But okay, man, uh, let's let's not delay, bro, because there's some really big news going on in your neck of the woods. So let's let's jump back up. Let's jump jump up north where it's a little bit cooler. I think it's been raining, yes. he said. But let's let's jump up there. What's going on, bro? Yes, it has. Yes, it's been uh, it's been raining up here. But yes, you are correct. Is that myself? And I mean, I guess I should probably give more credit to my wife. But we are expecting our first child. We. I mean, that was. It was kind of tough for, I'm not necessarily tough for me, especially because I work from home and like I'm not super close with my coworkers, so it was easy for me to keep the secret, but for her it was much more difficult and I'm pretty sure that since she, she works in a hospital, so for her she kind of had to tell a lot of her coworkers earlier than the kind of threshold that they kind of tell people to, only because she had to, you know, start avoiding certain rooms and everything like that, but yes, we are having our first child and that should be i mean our due date is december 28th all right which kind of upset her as she did not want a christmas child oh, but no. <laughs> depending on how things shake out that's what we could be looking at currently yeah and that's that's a tentative date you don't know for sure <laughs> exactly exactly so you could get a christmas miracle or could be a New Year's surprise. You never know. <laughs> right. We're, we're kind of teetering on the whole thing is that I would be fine if it was born on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day just because, like, now that I'm getting a little bit older and not necessarily, you know, going out as much, it would be an interesting way to kind of celebrate New Year's going forward. Yeah, make but a tradition. I know yeah. we're kind of hoping, though, that the child will come before the New Year so we can use that on our taxes. So that's <laughs> All right, now that's that's one of the biggest benefits. Yeah, that's what <laughs> when you start I, yeah. being able to use some of those tax breaks. Now, I will say that exactly for years I've benefited from some of those tax breaks, and that makes big, big difference. I tell you that. But congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know, uh, and congratulations to the lady there. Hope hope she uh, enjoys the rest of this time and. You treat her as good as you can, man, because that's going to be a rough road when it gets a little bit closer. Yeah, <laughs> definitely for sure. I will definitely relate that to her as well. Yeah, and if she needs anything, if y'all need anything, man, let me know because I am, I can give you some advice because <laughs> I have a lot of kids that I have gone through, so I okay. got you, brother. I will definitely keep that in mind because I know uh, I have a few friends who have, you know, started to embark in this, but I know a lot of them are, like, by, like my best friend from college, his daughter is going to be one next month so 
has a little bit of information there, but you know, he's still figuring things out himself. Well, I got you, I got a nurse right now, and then I got a new seven-year-old, we just turned seven, that I'm, I got, that I'm raising since she was a baby, so. I got you on okay. both ends of the spectrum from. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's fun, bro. It's, it really is fun. It's an adventure, man, because watching, watching kids grow up, there's gonna be some rough nights, but there's gonna be a lot of fun memories, bro, honestly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm equally parts excited and terrified. So I mean, it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a good, good journey. And just one last question, man: Are y'all gonna do the keep it secret, or y'all gonna want to know the gender as soon as possible? No, yeah, we're gonna keep it a uh, secret and be surprised when you know in the delivery room. I know my parents did that, and so did hers. And then I know her sister has two kids, and she didn't find the sex out for either of them. So we're gonna kind of just kind of roll with that whole idea as well. So will y'all actually do a reveal at some point, or will it be just when the baby's born? Just when the baby's born. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Because I'm already thinking of sound drops, it's a boy. Or it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's already all the sound drops are in my head for that special presentation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yes, sir. Okay, bro, so congratulations again, and I guess we can get Thank into you. talk well. This is a really bad segue, but talking about babies being born, we can talk no, about actually, jump into that's, this movie. <laughs> as you kind of were talking about it, I was like, man, this is a, this is an interesting movie that we're going to be watching here. And I mean, I guess I'll say then to introduce the movie is I will throw the spoiler flag up now because we will be, you know, kind of breaking things down for this one. But the movie that we decided to watch is an infamous video nasty. I think this might have been on the tier one list, actually. And that is Anthropophagus, which is from 1980. This was directed by Joe Diamato, who also co-wrote the screenplay with George Eastman. Now, this stars Tiza Farrow, Severino Valoni, and Serena Grandi. And then, actually, uh, George Eastman also stars in this as Klaus Fortman. And this is from Italy. All right. So, I, I guess actually, and to get into the synopsis here, is a group of friends and a hitchhiker become stranded on a tourist island where they are stalked by a disfigured cannibalistic killer who is prowling the island after killing its residents. So I guess where we should start here is... Did you know anything about this movie ahead of us, you know, selecting this and watching it? Uh, not at all, bro. Like, that when you sent me the trailer for this, that was <laughs> yeah. the first first thing I had seen, and it looked crazy. But, no, yes. I had never even heard of this, bro. When I, but even watching the trailer, it said 1980, and it felt like a 70s movie kind of to me. Yes, So it sure. was. It didn't even feel 80s. Uh, well, 80 is right on the cusp, so... I guess it's hard yeah. to say that because a lot of there's a lot of movies that fall in that, you know, late seventies, early eighties that kind of look kind of dated. But yeah, I just I didn't yeah. have any idea what I was in for, man. That trailer didn't kind of set the stage, but didn't really set it for what I was kind of gonna get. <laughs> so yeah, no, bro, I had no I had no prior knowledge at all for this one, bro. Yes, I know for me, this is one that I heard about through podcasts, and as we were kind of talking in pregame is, there's one that I listen to that is um, one of my buddies, Duncan, he's from uh, Scotland, but he did 
a like they he does a video nasty podcast where they kind of go through those lists i know right now him and another of my buddies mark they're going through the tier three list which they didn't really prosecute for those ones you kind of got like a slap on the wrist and they would just confiscate it from how i understand it now this i believe fell on the tier one list where they could prosecute and actually take you to jail so oh, i had wow, heard about it and hold on hold on time out so i didn't realize i thought this was just a list of like by the government or something. So this is a list that's like illegal to have it. It was back during that, that era. At that point? Wow. Yeah, like you could. Uh, I'm actually gonna confirm. Okay, the, so that like that blew me away, bro. Because I remember you always said that. Listen, I've seen it referenced a lot of times, but I didn't. Yep. I, I didn't realize that it was like a like a list back then. There was actually like some movies that could get you in trouble. Oh, yeah, like, I'm looking it up right now just to confirm what one... Yeah, this actually fell on the prosecuted films, which they could actually arrest you, and I know, like, part of it was that you could lose your, like, license, and you could also be... They could also, like, take... You could be fined or jailed, and because of these being deemed as um, obscene. Wow. So, like, if you sold them to people or rented them to people, was renting yeah, like a if, thing in the 70s? I don't even know. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't rent it to people because I know there was a lot of, like, video, like, rental stores that got in trouble for doing stuff like this. And they, I mean, actually an interesting movie that kind of delves a little bit into it is a movie that came out last year of Censor where they, like, showed that, I mean, you kind of had to know somebody and, like, so people would rent it, and a lot of the movies that were over there, you'd have, like, four or five down-the-road, like, generation of people just, like, on VHS and recording it to another VHS. So by the time you get it, I mean, you might not be able to see anything because yeah, of just cool. how poor the video quality was. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that super over-transfer stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's almost unwatchable sometimes. Right. But, okay, yeah, man, this movie... Yeah, so video nasties are were a big deal. So to make that list, you have to really have something pretty crazy in your movie. But I mean, sometimes they would just come after things like I know Driller Killer was also like one of the ones we've already watched. That was on the tier one list. But the reason that would have was on there is because of using power tools as a weapon. Is that they didn't want people to like watch that because they thought that it could influence the like general masses. So like, like a copycat kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. So, I mean, like, some of the movies aren't that bad. And, like, I don't know. Like, some of them do have some stuff that is, you know, looks pretty good. And, I mean, there's some on there that I'm just like, this is shocking that this movie's on here because it's not that bad. So, that kind of, so some of that stuff is overreaction, seems like. Oh, 100%. (laughs) But I guess at that time, if, if you're making a list of movies that like that, then you really are overreacting already. You're already yep. there, so. Because, <laughs> yeah, America, I, I don't know. I remember, you know what? I remember, like, was that movie Donkey Punch or something? It was like some movies that I remember people saying, like, in some countries you couldn't have them. Like, in the yep. early 2000s, like, some movies... I don't know if you're familiar with Donkey Punch or not. I don't know if that's. I've heard of it. Anymore. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've heard the title. Yeah, it was. It's got something that happens in that movie. That sexual act happens in that movie. Got it. Okay. And somebody dies. So I don't know if that's why. But I remember that movie being something like that too. So yeah, I understand okay. people trying to 
I don't understand why people do that, but I understand, I guess, the thought that you have to control people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, growing up, my parents really kind of didn't, like, there was very few things that, like, were censored that I couldn't watch. I know, like, my dad didn't want me watching, um, I was actually looking at the t this list here, and I saw it on here, is they did not want me watching... Where is it? Oh, Last House on the Left. Like, my dad really was like, yeah, don't watch. Like, you're not watching this movie. So that was kind of one that I had to seek out when I got older. But, I mean, look, like, looking back, I can see why he didn't want me to watch that one. Just because there's things there that, like, I don't full, I wouldn't be able to fully understand as, like, a kid that young. But, I mean, like, on the tier three list for this is Dawn of the Dead. And I remember watching the original one with my dad. As a kid, like I remember watching it as like a five year old. Is it just because of the, zo the zombie? I think so, or? and I mean, just, there are some like, especially the ending sequence of that movie. I can see putting that on the, just because that movie does go very like bloody and brutal at the very end. But like, you're really cutting, like you're really trying to censor a movie. That one wasn't prosecuted, but like, I can see wanting to censor that at that time. But I mean. Looking back yeah. on it now, like I just mean, just the time, the time at that time, yeah, maybe. Right, right. Still, still, it seems like a bit much, because it doesn't feel like that bad of a movie. Agreed. From what I remember, I don't. And it's been a minute since I watched it, but right. I don't remember it being that that crazy. So yeah, yeah, I guess it's just when you're trying to censor people, but you can't really censor people like that because it doesn't work that way. Agreed. There's so many mediums that people can consume, to get the information to consume, and you can't. You can censor one thing, but that's not going to stop people from getting it or seeing it. Well, I mean, I also think the problem is when you censor <laughs> stuff like that is you're going to make people want to find it more and watch it because you're trying to censor it, where if you just yeah. released it, less people are going to be interested. It's more of when, like, people hear about yeah, things. you add it. Exactly. You add more to you it. You kind of fire up the hype train for it by saying exactly. that you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of movies in my time where people told me, Nobody should watch it or something, and it, it's never been as bad as people say it is. Yeah. In my opinion, I can't think of any movie I've ever watched where I was like, "Well, you know what? I, I might, I may say that the Human Centipede Two might be that one's as bad as what people said it was." But I still watched yeah. it, and but there's some pretty. Have you ever seen that movie? I have. I actually, I mean, I like that one. That movie gets. Yeah. I think that's probably the grossest. Of that franchise, honestly, of the three movies, I haven't seen the. Th that's the one that's probably the most. Oh yeah. Gross. <laughs> so I haven't seen the third one yet, but I mean the part two, I think, is the best movie in that series. I mean, I without having seen that does that brings all the gore and horror and creepiness you need. My movie's so brutal. <laughs> yeah. First, it's like if you felt like the first one didn't give you everything that you thought it would, the second one's okay. Oh, yeah. No, that you. movie definitely does beer. not pull its punches Hold there. Hold my beer. For sure. Hold the beer. It held everybody's beer at the party. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Back into this one, though. But, yeah, there's movies like that that have, like, just uh, some kind of appeal to it. So yep. going into this movie, even knowing that it was on that list and, and all we're talking about, and is it just for the one scene that we're going to get to later? Um, it's probably that, and it's, think it's also... all in all, like, the combination of all the scenes? I mean, it's probably that. the There's a neck bite scene that looks pretty realistic that I think could also have got it on there. And, I mean, the head through the, like, roof, I think could also... Because, I mean, that also is fairly brutal. But, I mean, 
100% that one scene that we'll get to is definitely what got it on there. I mean, at the, like, minimum. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Okay, well, let's, uh, anything else you want to uh, get on that one, bro? Or you want to go ahead and jump in? Um, I guess the only thing that I can kind of bring up is some of the stuff that we were kind of going over in pregame just ahead of it is, I know Joe Diamato, I thought he did more horror movies, but as we were talking in the pregame, this guy actually did a lot of porn, which is kind of interesting. And he actually also worked with George Eastman on some of these movies, but we actually had figured out that he does a lot of the Emmanuel films from like the 70s and into the 80s, which is kind of interesting. And anybody from uh, my generation specifically, man, that was a Cinemax Skinamax original that came on when your parents were sleeping yep. and it was after 11, 12. Yep. And until about 4 or 5 a.m., you got some pretty high quality, like Emmanuel and different yep. <laughs> different kind of stuff like that. So, yeah, I can't even remember the theme of that show. It, and there was like Emmanuel in space. And I don't know how far his career went with the character, but the character time traveled at some point. And oh, I'm not shocked. In, she did all kind of crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. But you know, change bodies. So. <laughs> and it was pretty much full frontal soft core, yep. I guess. Yep. Non-male non frontal, but female full frontal soft core. So, yep. you know, congratulations to him for helping a lot of young men, I guess, throughout <laughs> throughout his life. That's definitely so. true. Cinematically, I guess he didn't get the accolades he wanted, but he got a lot of, <laughs> I don't want to say what I was about to say. He was about to say he got a lot of one gun salutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that might be a step. Just sorry, guys. That might have been a step too far, but no, it's fine. <laughs> For this guy's career, I guess that's that's as good as it probably gets. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, that was honestly that was probably one of the top five, uh, top five Skinamax series. Okay. Just to bring it back down, guys, that was probably a top five Skinamax series of all time. If you were to rank them, I don't know who wants to make that ranking, but. <laughs> From what I remember. Okay. <laughs> okay, bro. But you let's keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, and I know we kind of brought it up as well is that George Eastman, who actually plays Kloss in this movie, who is our killer, he has done he's actually worked with like Mario Bava. I know he was in like one of the last movies that guy did of Rabid Dogs. That's probably one of the first movies I saw that guy in, and this guy is just a beast of a human being. He's just so big and just it's actually kind of funny, is in that movie, Kidnapped, he drinks a bottle of J&B, like, he at least drinks half of it, and Guy still oh, wow. kind of just sitting there acting fairly normal, like, you could tell he's starting to get drunk, but just seeing him, like, pretty much house a bottle like that was pretty impressive, <laughs> but this guy has done a lot of exploitation, and, I mean, he delved a bit into horror, he did a lot of the, um, like, post-apocalyptic movies that would come out of Italy in, like, the early 80s, like, early to mid-80s, and I know I also saw him in another one where it was directed by Baba's son of Lumberto of Delirium, which that one's an interesting little uh, giallo film. Okay, so he's got some, he's got a little bit of uh, cred out there. Yep, yep. And then the only other thing that I was kind of looking through is we have Tisa Farrow, who is the sister of Mia Farrow. Now, I know she actually, when we were looking it up earlier, is that she didn't do as much as I thought she did. But I know she was in this one, and she also was in uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie. And then the pregnant woman in this was a model. She's kind of like the lady who would play um, 
Emmanuel, where I know she was like a nude model in that Delirium movie where she um, was being stalked by somebody who, you know, enjoys the pictures that she used to take before she kind of retired. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to check her out. Man, I might have to go and see where Emmanuel is streaming, man. Uh, just for everybody, calm down, okay? Not... <laughs> Just for professional uh, review. I mean, I, I actually <laughs> I actually plan on going through those movies just because I've heard... I listened to a podcast uh, called Cinema PsyOps, and I know they've uh-huh. covered at least a handful of those. And, I mean, oh, wow. they sound to be a little bit, you know, like sleazy and a little bit just kind of that thing. But I do actually kind of want to go through and watch them and just kind of see what they're about, especially the earlier ones. Yeah, man, they're pretty wild. From everything I remember, bro, they were all pretty kind of pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to go back and see if if I was just a teenager and thought it was wild, or if it's is actually, it actually wild. Like that would that be way. interesting. Because there's some scenes I can remember in my head just right now that I'm like, what? Are, what are, was was this really happening? Like, why was I watching? Okay, guys, I just I just okay, hold on, guys, because this is what's in my head. There's like an interrogation scene or something with her and like the World War II times and she's like in German camp. It's, it gets crazy and it gets pretty detailed, bro. The stories they would make. I mean, that sounds about so, right. And then that's, that just, sounds just, pretty on par for what I've heard in some of those. Cause I know like in some of the earlier, like the seventies ones, I know she was like a reporter, but she would go to these places where it's not safe. And I know she would use her yeah. sexuality to like infiltrate like criminal organizations and like try to like stop them and stuff. Like I don't think she ever went like secret <laughs> yeah, agent, but I mean she definitely no. would put herself into like but harm's she always way. Gets, yeah, she always does what she has to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it gets pretty wild, bro. So, um, if you ever start like a journey like that, bro, I'd love to watch, see what the movies are on the list and check them out also. Okay, I mean we I'll put that down on the list for us as a possible ones that we can check out then on here. Cause I mean I would be interested to check them out just to see what's going on yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i think that falls no, in the exploitation that was up to that's pretty yeah it, it's really exploitation <laughs> 100% <laughs> but okay bro let's get back to this uh yeah this this expo- kind of semi exploitation semi slasher i would say so i would say this is definitely like a exploitation slasher movie for sure yeah, and this is right right at the beginning when they were just trying to define what Slasher actually is. Agreed, which is kind of interesting. All right, so then to get in the movie here, we actually, it's kind of funny, we were talking about this as well, is this movie had a handful of titles. Just kind of looking it up, I know Anthropophagus is the, like, original title it looks like, but they've also used, like, the Grim Reaper, Anthropophagus the Grim Reaper, and then the version that we watched was on Shudder, and... This one came up with the title card of Savage Island, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was kind of a weird little thing there, but we're on and this I thought, island I town. thought that was the location card, right? Right. That's what, I thought that was the location card. <laughs> but this is, from what I gather, is part of the Greek islands. It's supposed to be one that, I don't even know if they really ever gave it a name, but it's definitely one where it gets revealed a little bit later that there are permanent families that live here that are self-sufficient, but this is a tourist town during like the summer months it seems like yeah and i did hear somebody mention that you know that when he i think it was one of our main characters says that once he finishes medical school medical school he won't have time 
to take boats to these Greek islands yes. anymore. So yeah, we're somewhere off of Greece. Yep. Quote unquote. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I think most of this was shot in Italy, right? Or, or I'm assuming so. Italy, right? Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. so. <laughs> but okay. Um, but then we actually start this movie off with a German couple, which actually confused me at first because I didn't know if this movie was going to actually either have subtitles. Because I know movies from this era and the previous era in Italy, they were all overdubbed where people would be on set, would not necessarily speak the same language. So whatever language you spoke, the directors would just have you speak what language was native to you or what language you felt comfortable. And then they would just overdub everybody. So I was just a little bit nervous because this couple was speaking German and I was like, I have no idea what they're saying, except I did take German in college and I did pick up that the woman as she, you know, undresses into her bikini said that the water was cold. That I did pick up on. I could have swore she said that in English. Was that in German? I believe so, because I know she said cult, which I know is like K-A-L-T, and that's how they say cold. Oh, okay. I could. I, I thought she said, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the reasons I, I took German said. in college, is because I could listen and read oh, German yeah. words, because they spell a lot of them very similar to English. Nice. Okay. Because I literally, I was like, why did she say that in English, but the rest in some other language? What's going on? Yeah, I was... 100% confused in this moment, but what I wasn't confused about is that the director of this movie had seen Jaws at some point. Yes. Because yes. this felt just like the opening of Jaws <laughs> with, the, with the couple just going to the beach and then one of them, the guy's not really with what's happening and the girl just kind of runs off into the water quickly. Yep. And we even get like his... underwater, we even get an underwater kind of silhouetted shot. <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. So I was like, yeah, this guy definitely saw that movie <laughs> before filming this yep. movie. <laughs> we should also but, point out how sweet this guy's headphones are because they okay. are Hold ginormous. On. Hold on. I need to know something, bro. Okay. I remember wireless headphones when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. But I, isn't there a giant receiver station or something that came with that? It wasn't just straight wireless. There was like... I feel like there was a third piece, another piece, a giant antenna station or something, or am I tripping? I mean, it would make sense, because I mean, like, I know, When I was a like, kid, I remember anybody I ever saw that had them had this other piece that you had to have <laughs> for it to work. Now, I might be, maybe I'm making this up in my head. The collider thing did just happen. So maybe I'm making, maybe this is my own Mandela effect happening, I don't know. But I remember. I, mean, <laughs> I would believe it just because I know every other electronic that would do something like this did have to have some sort of receiver like that. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if they're just taking liberties here or if. I mean, I guess I they do bring. Any, I don't see anything else around that he brought, right? Did he have a radio? The only thing I can think did they have a bag? I guess. I don't even remember, bro. I think so. I don't remember either. I know they had a dog. I did remember there was a dog <laughs> yeah, that was, was with dog. them. <laughs> a nice, a, cool, a good acting dog. He acted pretty good. Yes. <laughs> this guy's got on boots. Out and just, I don't think he was gonna get in the water, bro. I don't think. Oh no, not at all. He just. I don't think to that was his music. Yeah, yep. he was just coming to relax with his dog. I think. Yep. And this girl was like, "Hey, let's." I don't even know what no subtitles. So I guess, "Hey, let's let's get in the water. Come on." He's like, "Yep, I'll be there in a minute." <laughs> 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 headphones on and leaning back, rubbing the dog. That's. 
that's a nice afternoon, honestly. <laughs> yep. If he had a nice cold drink, a nice adult beverage, he would have been set, honestly. Yeah, he definitely would have been. He's just getting into lounge mode. Yeah, but so let's let's jump into this first kill. So yeah, so like there's actually a boat that is off of the water, which is what you kind of brought up that she swims out to. Yeah, so she's investigating this boat, and we get that underwater yep. shot, and something happens. Somebody gets her. We don't know what it is. is it a shark? I don't know. It is interesting because all you really see is like billowing blood that kind of comes from her body and. Then it kind of cuts away from that to a point of view shot of somebody slowly walking up the beach. And I mean, I did have to say, I did like seeing that the dog was terrified and <laughs> he hightailed it out of there as fast as he could while this person <laughs> strolls up on our guy wearing his headphones. Now, I do like the dog didn't like just start barking at him and, and alert the owner at all. <laughs> just like... Nope, he's like, nope. Well, uh, see you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will pick me up. <laughs> but yeah, and then we get we get a Jason S kill here, but it's the same year as Jason, the first Jason, Friday the 13th. So I don't know. But what I like get... about this kill is I love that we see this guy's reflection in the knife before yeah. he's killed with it. Now we're looking at we get is that the guy's reflection that gets killed? Is that who's reflection? I wasn't necessarily sure on that actually. I wasn't 100% sure looking at it because it happens kind of quick after you see it. Yeah. So I was like, but I was, I don't I didn't know for sure. But yeah, that was kind of a cool little moment right there. And then you get that yep. that cut shot, <laughs> that real cut to head. Yep. He's already been bleeding for like five minutes. Shot. <laughs> There's a lot of blood all over him before he. <laughs> like for a second, as soon as it goes in his head, they cut and it's yeah, he's, he's covered just in drenched. Blood. And this is a really quick cut out of this to that. What is that? What is this thing? We go to a loft. A lift? Uh, yeah, I kind of took it as like an like elevated like cable car, or like you'd have at like an amusement park or something. That's what so me, I kind of took it as. Let me ask you because have you ever been to any countries that have that? The only one I can remember being in is like Cedar Point. Like they had like an elevated thing like this, but I the only time I could think of it outside of our country would have been like uh, i mean i've never done it but i know for like mountains when you're trying to get up to go skiing i know i've seen similar type lot like uh lifts that would do that but i'm not fully sure what they're in at first but this is really just something that gets you past mountains pretty much right i think so the yeah top of mountains or something yeah that's what i took it as okay yeah, because I was like, what is this thing that they're in? I was like, oh, I've seen this in movies, but I, I really didn't understand. Because we're, we're on a journey here, and this is the first yep. leg of our journey. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I just wasn't sure. So, okay, so we're on some kind of lift car thing. And yes. all yeah, of, we're, we're kind of introduced to everybody here, right? Yeah, I mean, I can actually run down through everybody real quick. Um, because, like, we have in this crew, there's Maggie, who is pregnant. Now, she is either, I think she's dating Arnold, but the movie refers to him as Arnie, and I think that's what I have in my notes. And then there is Daniel, who is kind of a womanizer, but he doesn't seem to be all that cool. And then in this group currently, there's also Carol. Now, they're going to go be, they're going to meet Carol's brother of Alan, 
who is the one who is kind of the captain of this boat, and he's the one that they're going to be meeting up with to go to an island tour. So this is just a vacation, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, because I was like, at first I didn't understand why we were going here, but then more and more it feels like we're just on vacation. Right. And then also we get to meet here the, another character of Julie, and we actually get an interesting introduction to her because Arnie, we learn, is clumsy and accidentally knocks a camera out of her hands, and she takes advantage of the situation and asks if they will take her to a specific island that they weren't going to go to, but she does sell it to them as it is a vacation island and that that's one of the ones they could actually go to. Yeah, because she knows like a family that lives there or something, right? Yes. Yep. So yeah, so she gets her way in there, kind of sneaks on this trip. But yep. they're they're kind of into it. The guys are into it because I guess to me she looks a lot like Carol. But I guess the guys are into it just to have another girl on the trip. I guess. Well, because I mean, it kind of seems to me like Arnie is just like go with the flow type guy. I know Danny wants to hook up with her. Like he is really trying to lay it on thick, and yeah. this actually upsets Carol. But. I don't necessarily know if they actually have anything going on or if she just wants it and he's not really vibing that. Yeah, because it seems like there's something there, but it's never like kind of lined out as it's a real thing, you know? Agreed. So it seems like maybe there's another story where they've always kind of been one step away from becoming a couple or something. Exactly. That's kind of what yeah. I picked up on. Yeah, but you can feel the tension that there's some kind of tension there. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. You can tell she doesn't like she doesn't like uh, Julie right away. Carol doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and also to make matters worse, we'll actually see as things go on that Julie also is not enjoying his advances, and so I mean, she's pretty much where, I mean, she's fine if him and Carol have their thing going on because we end up seeing soon after that. I mean, they actually invite her on this trip, and they haven't even asked the guy who owns the boat yet, but he does agree to allow her to come on the journey with them, and we see that Julie is actually kind of interested in Alan as they, you know, have some interesting conversations. Yeah, we get to know about Julie, that she studies language, and yes. she works yep. as a TV programmer. Is that what yeah, she is? weird kind of career thing yeah you're right she yeah. is a tv programmer as part of it and then she also i mean it sounds like she babysits but we end up seeing that the young girl that she is going to meet is blind and she helps this girl as i kind of like a summer job yeah this she has a really a really like rich life because yeah i mean like as far as like activities because also she's a photographer don't forget that that's true. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I forgot so, her camera got knocked out of her hand. So she's really, like, doing a lot of things. We find out yep. here that our, our guy, Alan, is actually a medical student. Right? Yes. And he's yep. about to become a doctor. Yep. So Yeah, he they says something about having, about. like, two more semesters or something like that, and then he's a doctor or something along those lines, I think. Yeah, because he, he's the one that actually makes a note that uh, once he becomes a doctor, he won't really have any time for these uh, little Greek you Boat are right, that is true, yep. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's the one that actually makes that comment. But yeah, they're having a nice little time here, and you can see the vibe is there. I, I, yep. I mean, something's going on there. You can feel it, and Carol definitely can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the next thing we go to is the journey over there, and 
it's funny you bring up her having feelings because we see that while they're on this little trip that Carol does tarot card readings. And this is actually an interesting foreboding scene here is that Maggie wants to know the future of her child and Carol kind of goes into kind of shuts down and doesn't want to say anything. So like we know something bad's going to be happening and Carol actually blames Julie for most of this thinking that she's a bad omen and going to this island is a bad idea, but nobody wants to listen to her. I think it's weird. Like what, what is Carol's deal? Like, they're they're setting her up like she's some kind of like she has some kind of ability like she's yeah. I don't know clairvoyant or something like what are what are we talking about like does she have is that a real thing or is she just a lady that picked up some tarot cards because she's talking I'm... about vibes and energy and throughout the movie the... I feel like she's bringing stuff up about that. Well, the only thing I will say is I know italians love the nightmare logic idea so it makes me almost wonder if like they're kind of hinting that she might have psychic abilities they don't flesh it out and i know they're kind of bad about that where they might introduce something that they never come back to i take it that she just has these like bad feelings so like i almost feel like it's more for us how long have they known each other because I feel like there's a point where Alan says since Carol was, like, little, she's always been crazy and doing crazy stuff. Yeah, I think, well, because, like, Carol and Alan are brother and sister, but I feel like they've known Daniel since they were kids as well, or at least since they were, like, teenagers. See, I didn't pick up they were brother and sister. Okay, wow. (laughs) I thought she wanted him. Okay, so I was way off. Or maybe not. It depends what, this, <laughs> depends what this movie was saying. I don't know. I feel like there's only like one little like one-off line that kind of points to that, though. Like I don't think it's something that they keep like going back to. It feels but, yeah. way more like sexual tension than I disapprove of who you're dating tension, which is weird. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but if anybody's listening felt that way, you know, comment, please, and let me know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it felt like that to me, but I don't know. Okay, sorry. You can keep going. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> now, I don't okay. know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up here. The only other thing that I had during their journey is that we see, you know, Daniel trying to give Julie a Coke, and then she leaves to what? give it to Alan. What was up with that? Was Coke sponsoring this? Because... It's, it's, they put the Coke like right in the middle of the screen with the logo they right did, there for a second. That did feel like, I mean, I don't think Coke pro- I don't would think allow it would that. this movie, right? right? Yeah, I don't think, there's no way they're giving money to this. Was it wishful thinking? Like maybe they'll <laughs> give us a few dollars. That would make more sense. Because <laughs> it was, it seemed weird. Like, here, let me put the logo right here in the middle of the screen <laughs> for a second. Well, it's also interesting because nobody's clothes are that loud, and that yeah. red can popped. Yeah, it popped off the screen. I was like, yeah. this is, is this, wait a minute, Coke? Y'all doing product placement in Anthropocus or whatever? No, yep. not. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, what's going on? I wrote that in my note. I was like, what's up with this Coke can? <laughs> okay. Yep. So, yeah, you keep going, bro. No, you're fine. And then, yeah, the only other thing I notice is that when she kind of leaves him there, Daniel does go back over to Carol. And then the only other thing I had down was that Carol looks very, 
I don't know, kind of like dejected when she's on the like on the outside of the boat and there's that line where Alan says that she will never give up those tarot cards even since she was a kid and then we see her drop them in once she finds the death card and then that's really kind of the only thing I had on the rest of this journey here. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add here. Only thing that I thought was kind of weird about this journey is it because I know the pregnant lady's sick because the baby's kicking. Yep. But isn't I know is it just like seasick? Like everybody's talking about not feeling good. Because I feel like it's Carol. Carol's talking about like psychic vibes, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like everybody's talking about how they don't feel good. Like the the women. I mean, hmm. what's that about? I don't... Yeah, I mean, maybe it's kind of supposed to be that the atmosphere is just kind of because of where they're going. I don't. Maybe they're trying to do a little bit of foreshadowing with that. Yeah, because it's just the super. There's, it's not supernatural, but they kind of reference that it could be maybe yeah. sometimes. I don't know. It's kind of weird that this this island might have some kind of weird supernatural thing going on. I don't. I didn't understand I'm, if they were getting sick as they got closer to the island or something. Like I didn't understand. Yeah, it, never, one, it never is talked about again, but right. <laughs> so I guess not. Yeah, because really the only one that I kind of see is like what you already brought up with like Maggie. Because I mean, obviously being as pregnant as she is, that makes sense to me of just being like morning sickness or just being like pregnant and just not feeling well. But yeah, like I, now that you mentioned, I do kind of recall that everybody – there is kind of that sense of foreboding that everybody kind of has. So I don't know if it's supposed to be, like you said, seasickness. I mean – it sounds like these people take this trip a lot, though, so it'd be weird if it's that. So that's yeah, why I'm almost leaning more to towards something else. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that's why I thought that maybe it would be, like, something that would be brought up later about the island having a curse or something. Or, right. But we never get into anything really supernatural. That's true. So I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, bro. So you want to uh, go ahead and get to the island then? Because I, I didn't have anything else. Okay. Yeah, we could definitely do that where, as you were saying, they land on this island and some of the things that kind of popped to me once they arrived here is that Julie reveals that this island has kind of currents that don't make a lot of sense where one day they will be pulling things towards the island and then the next day they could be pushing things away. So she kind of warns everybody about that. And then as they're trying to, you know, explore the island and try to find the family that Julie is supposed to be meeting up with, Maggie sprains her ankle and actually decides to stay back on the boat with a guy who works there. I believe his name was like Steph or Steffy or something like that. Steffries or something? Yeah. Steffis or something. It was a weird name. It was a weird name. I thought it was weird that the guy left his... I guess his wife or soon to be wife just there on the boat. That seemed weird. Yeah, I mean, even if you're just dating, like, she's yeah, real she's pregnant, pregnant with your kid. I'm really surprised that he didn't stay back. Yeah. Now, it wasn't him that, that told her to put the seawater, right? I think so. Because what, it was him that said that? Because that guy was like, hey, just put some seawater on it. See you later. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You don't want to stay with her, bro? I, I wasn't not. sure if that was him that said that or not, because I was like, I th- why is everybody, and then even, like, uh, the brother's like, come on, Carol, let's go. Like, what if Carol wanted to stay with her? Right. Like, what do you do, like, why Why does this pregnant lady need to stay with this random, do y'all know this guy that's driving the boat that well? I don't even, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I don't know. I mean, unless it's, like, a guy that's worked on the boat, like, every year that they've been doing this. 
But it's I'm with you. It's it's weird. I just don't feel like I would go to a foreign country with my wife and just leave her on a boat with a random stranger. In a I 100 percent would have stayed. It just back doesn't with her feel. Sure. Yeah, I would either. I stay with her and we'll just see you guys later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but it. But I guess we gotta we gotta start getting some more some more kills here. So I guess we gotta line them up, kind of get everybody spread out. Well, I mean, yeah, that's your typical cliche, it feels, I mean, which is crazy, because this is still the beginning of the subgenre, but it does feel just like, all right, what can we do to separate people so we can start to pick people off? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I do want to mention, <laughs> can I, can we go ahead and get to this, one of these kills right away? Because there's um, a funny moment, or you want to get to the city first before we come back? Um, actually, I... Real quickly, we can just kind of blaze through it, is that when they arrive here, it's weird, is that it's a ghost town, and I know the other thing is that their only communication off the island is a telegram machine, and it's broken, and it, they think it looks to be deliberate, and the other thing is they also split up to look around here, and they discover a strange woman who kind of just disappears and flees and leaves them with a warning that they need to leave. Yeah, that would be super creepy. It's already creepy enough here in a, a seems like an abandoned town, but agreed. Even worse than that, like there's people leaving messages and women in black dresses and windows before that movie came out. <laughs> Just a little reference there. But uh, yeah, I mean that's I would have been like, hey guys, oh whoa, there's there's somebody here doing creepy stuff. Yes. So she knows. I, I would. I don't know if I would want to chase her down. Like. Nope. What they're going to decide to do, try to chase her down, but yep. yeah, I, I might have been time to go back to the boat for me. And when she said, because I, you know what, in movies, you can't do that in a movie because a movie has to be a certain time limit. But in real life, if if it's, uh, what's the movie with the house? What's the first movie? The Amityville Horror? If they tell, if yeah, the house yep. tells me to leave, okay, you got it. I'm oh yeah, here. if I hear that, I'm gone. If the TV and a poltergeist is telling me to get out, I'm gone. Bye. So, yeah, if you get a warning from a random lady and the city's already creepy enough, guess what? Hey, guys, well, I say we go back to the boat and go to where we were supposed to go. Right. (laughs) That would be my vote at that point. (laughs) 100%. I'm right there with you. But, no, we're going to chase this lady through the city, the abandoned city instead. (laughs) All right, so where do we where do we end up with everybody? Everybody's kind of on some salt like group adventures here. We got some groups going. Yeah, but I mean, I have the next thing here. I believe is what you were hinting at is we have our next kill. Where it's back on the boat. Yes, and this is gonna be our step Stephries or whatever his name is. Yes. <laughs> it's funny to me because it happens so quickly. But I didn't understand he's killed here with the weird head in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a cheap effect, but when I saw that, I wasn't like, oh, he got killed. I was like, is this supposed to be a head in the bucket? Yeah, that was a weird death. <laughs> Not going to lie. It took me out for just a Same. second because I, I understood that he got pulled in the water, I yep. guess, but his head being there was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then the pregnant lady, she gets... I guess it's snatched up, yes. right? Yes, yep. Which I did like that shot of her when, there, when uh, well, hold on, time out, time out. I didn't like the, whatever that turning the camera all the way in a 360 or whatever. Okay. 
I didn't really like that. I guess it's so she could have time to disappear. Is that what that I'm was? A, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. It was a weird yeah, shot. I don't it know. was. It was kind of a weird shot. But I did like the shot where when they come back to the boat. Well, hold on. Before they come back to the boat, they find the bodies, right? The deteriorated Yes, I was going to say, yeah, that's the other thing I had down, is they find, like, a dead woman that, like, jumps out of a room, and the people that are kind of, like, exploring find it, and she looks to be devoured. Yeah, and then they, everybody kind of uh, freaks out. and like, oh, man, Maggie, she's at the boat, the pregnant woman. You know, hold on. Like, now they're worried. Yeah, now we got to get, they've been just having, I don't know how much time has passed <laughs> while they're right. here exploring this town. But they decide to run back, and then when they run back, that's when we get that kind of dope shot where they see, uh, no, did it already happen? The boat's kind of off in the distance? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the boat's off in the distance, but you see Matt, you see the, the lady's legs being drugged, like, on a hill or something? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you see her, or it's at least down that, like, um, causeway or anything to the boat. Yeah, you're definitely seeing her being drugged, though. Yeah, but it's like, they can't see it, but you can right, see that. Right, right. Yeah, you, I thought that was kind of a cool shot. I like that, How too. To get that. Yeah. So we already got two of our party gone yep. <laughs> right here now. Yep. <laughs> so then we're going to jump back in now. So we're, uh, we're going to go back to the uh, to the house that, we're, that uh, where uh, Julie's friends were, were supposed to live at? Yes. Yeah, they go to that house where the couple are the family that Julie's supposed to be with. And I know they decide they're going to hold up there for the night. I think it does it start to storm here or is yeah, it just that, oh you know what all right hey before we before we go into that part but yeah it does start to storm at that point okay but when they run back to the boat and they see the boat is like all the way out in the water what kind of logic is going on here am i tripping or is this the most ridiculous well maybe a storm's coming and they just left to get why wouldn't somebody come tell us we're leaving? That seems weird, right? Or is um, that normal? I, I do know that in my notes I had it down that it gets brought up is Alan, I think it's Alan at least, makes the comment that he thinks the boat is no longer like docked because they did see the storm coming and senses Steffrey or Stefan or whatever the hell his name is. I guess because he's a seasoned like sailor that he might have had them go back out away from the rocks just in case the water doesn't get too um, like violent and that could actually disable the ship completely. So that's how they justify it is that because they weren't there, he took the boat away from the land just so that way it doesn't hurt it. And he's like, well, they'll be back in the morning. Like, that's why you don't leave your, that's why you wouldn't leave your pregnant girl or wife or whatever because so she's just gonna like it doesn't i wouldn't feel comfortable with that like yeah so no, the lady's like, well maybe they'll be back in the morning in the morning it's still daytime what are you talking about <laughs> right <laughs> they're gonna be back in the morning we're on an abandoned island in the middle of nowhere or i what mean if the, what if their ship wrecks in the middle of the night in the storm what are we talking I'm about great or i, I mean like, like i would at least I was, have man. some way that i could communicate with the boat from land like I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, I guess they, I mean, assume they would have, like, walkie-talkies of some sort, or have something where, like, they would have a plan in place if something like this happened, so you know. I mean, there's wireless headphones in this universe, so. True. There has to be, <laughs> yeah, there has to be, some, like, radios. At least some kind of walkie-talkie or some kind of device, you would think. But yeah, some shortwave <laughs> radio, or, well, I mean, they've had those since, like, the 50s, so, I mean, yeah, they yeah. most, like, they would have had to have had one. 
Is that the, do they have those on boats? I'm not a I'm not a uh, a watersman or whatever you call it whatever you call a boats person. Uh, so I don't get out on the water at often. Is there CB radio type things in boats? Yeah, normally they do. I mean, especially now. I would assume that back in like 1980 they would have had it by then, because I mean that would just make the like it's the most efficient way to talk to other like boats. So that way, like you don't crash and stuff. So like I would assume by then they would have it fitted. You would think so, but I don't know. I guess they're on the island. They don't right. Have, like, don't <laughs> they only got it where they only had the telegraph. Things. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this. They didn't get enough technology out there, apparently. But yeah, Definitely. so yeah, that, that blew me away that they just was like cool with that. Like I wouldn't have been cool if I was on a trip. You know what it felt like to me? And anybody that's going on a cruise in your life, if you've ever been on a cruise and you did an excursion where you had to do an extra, go off to another place, it felt like I, like if they had went on an excursion yeah, and they're on another island and the boat's like, hey, a storm's coming, we'll be back. And I'll be like, no, wait a minute, uh-uh, let, take me back. <laughs> like, Preach I'm getting right back now. on. Because if that's the case, I'm not going to get stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. No, take me back to the boat right now. So it felt weird that no that nobody was like they were cool just to stay the next day like it wasn't a big deal. So <laughs> that was my main point. I was like that blew me away. So <laughs> at least Arnie should have been more concerned about his lady being stranded. You would think, but maybe he wanted a break from her. He was like, you know what? Yeah, let her let her get some time alone. I'm I mean, the way he's acting. <laughs> but okay, bro, we can go back to the family's home now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and um. It actually was interesting as it's storming, as we were saying, and there doesn't seem to be any power. So they're like, they found some food and they are using candles and whatnot. And I know <laughs> people kind of break off to go to their own rooms, so like call it a night. We also have some people bickering. I know Daniels kind of rubs some people the wrong way during this little scene here. What but are they eating? What is this food they're eating? Because they're eating I'm not sure. Else. It looks like they made like a stew or something. Yeah, they made some kind of food dish because there's like a pot of something. Yeah. I think it's great, and I'm trying to think of the movie that we did where they couldn't find a light to save their life. What was that movie, the school movie, where they oh, come uh, back? Yeah, uh, Slaughter High. Slaughter High. They couldn't find a light to save their life in that movie. Right. In this movie, I thought it was it was a little over the top, that, but it was actually okay to with me because... It lights your character, but everybody's holding the light by their face. Yeah. I don't know if they did it like that on purpose just for that reason, to make sure everybody was well lit, but that was incredible. Because you could actually see what was going on. And it dark. did set the mood as well. It sets that atmosphere. But it gives you a reason to have a light source in your face. <laughs> which That's is, true. So I don't know if this guy's a genius or it was just what you had to do. I don't know. Yeah. But other movies did not... Some movies cannot find a light to save their life. So That's true. I really, really appreciate that, Mr. What's his name? D'Amato or whatever? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. At least for that, I want to say thank you. <laughs> okay, sir. Uh, oh, you know so, what? Hey, yeah. one more thing. Uh, there's a moment where, where Carol at this house actually says, I have an intense feeling of something horror, something oh. related coming. She says do, horror or something. Yeah. I don't I remember I can't read what I wrote. <laughs> but she said she says she has an intense feeling of something horror coming. And I'm like, is she psychic or not? Like, does she really know what's happening, what's coming? Or is she just cause it's a storm and they're abandoned, she's saying this. I don't know. 
I mean, at the least, I would say that she does get a feeling of that that there's something bad coming their way. I don't necessarily know if she's full-blown psychic, but she definitely is in tune with feeling that dread. Yeah, I guess so. But it's, I just wish they would have said yes or no to that. Is she have psychic ability or not? Or is she, I like, mean, just, since she just say does yes use the tarot cards, I at least give her that she probably has some sort of ability. And see, I just thought she was like one of those kind of people that believe in like the mystic side of things. So they just—that's fair. So I didn't know for sure. I did, they never really developed why she's into that. Yeah. So I never know why she. I know she does it, but I don't know why. How, like maybe even they're flashing back. Why did she? Did something happen and she got it? I don't know. They—it's not that kind of movie <laughs> to give you that much backstory. So, <laughs> no. but okay, bro. Uh, where are we? Oh, you know what? Uh, so, do we get to the uh, the kitty scare here? Yes. It turns into actually, a discovery. Yeah, because Julie hears a sound, and then we get a weird jump scare here where Dan comes up behind her with a similar oh, knife to what we saw oh, earlier in the movie. It got too hot in my room. I'm doing a podcast, but it got too hot in my room. <laughs> now, nah, I'm in the bathroom, and somebody just came in. They're like, what happened? What are you doing here? <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. Okay, we can keep going. I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, this is a. We get this weird jump scare, though, where Julie is walking. She hears a noise, and then Dan comes up behind her because he heard a noise, but he has a butcher's knife that looks very similar to what we saw for the, like, first kill. But they end up going down into the basement where first we get a jump scare with a kitten jumping onto a piano down there but then we actually get an even more interesting one where somebody pops out of a giant wine barrel just swinging a knife wildly she actually catches dan in the back and we end up learning that this is rita who is the girl that julie was supposed to be coming here to watch over this summer Okay, so I didn't know that was, I didn't realize that was a wine bear. I thought she was covered in blood. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, this was a kind of a cool scene because, like, at first you get yeah. the little kitty and it's like, they're kind of relaxed and all of a sudden she just jumps out with this butcher knife just swinging it, yep. stabbing him. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he, she, he gets caught. He gets caught a good time. He does. But, uh, yeah, she's, she's kind of going crazy. So, okay, so it's wine. So was she yep. doing that to throw off the smell she would give off or something? Actually, I didn't even think about that, but you might be right about that. Because I don't know how superhuman this, uh, this killer is, if he can smell people. Because Sheikah says at some point that she can smell him because he smells yes. like blood. Right. So I don't know if he can smell people or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know what his ability is in that regard, but... Yeah, like, this is a crazy scene, and then, um, yeah, we find out she's the daughter of those people, and she kind of tells us what's happening. So I guess she thought that they were him, and this was her chance to finally catch him, I guess? I think so. That's what I took it as. Okay. So, yeah, she thought she was going to get the killer, but that's got to be scary. Imagine being blind, and you're the only person left on this island? Wow. Right. And there's no way to contact anybody, and you don't even... Wow, that would be pretty scary, just that in itself. <laughs> Not only that, and you also have this giant, I mean, she probably doesn't know the guy's size, but this giant killer that smells like blood, so you're hiding away from that? 
Yeah, and he's just coming around eating people. <laughs> right. Just picking up people for dinner. Like, wow. That, yeah, that's, there's a lot of stuff that happens that, wow, this is really happening somewhere. This would be so crazy. Right. Just a scenario. <laughs> for sure. But okay, so we got to get, uh, get our guy wrapped up here since he got stabbed. Yep, yep. And then yeah. I have down that Alan and Arnie actually go to look for antibiotics as well because they're afraid of this cut getting infected that Dan has. Yeah, and then this is, is this one they're flirty, getting flirty right here at this moment? Dan, uh, yes. Is that already happened? Yeah. No, Carol. you're right. Is that um, Julie ends up going, like, they take. They get uh, Rita cleaned up, and I know Julie's in the room with her, and I know Dan comes in there and gets real close like he's going to kiss her, and then, like you said, Carol actually busts in, and yeah, this right ends up moment. becoming a whole, like, ordeal. Yeah, she's not she's not feeling it. That's why I wasn't sure, because it felt sexual tension to me. So I wasn't sure, like, why is she so upset about this? Right. So, but I didn't catch they were brother and sister, so... Oh, no, no, Danny's, well, Danny and Carol aren't brother and sister. Alan oh, and her? Carol. Oh, Alan. Alan okay, and sorry. Carol are brother and sister. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought it yeah. was, I thought you said Dan was. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that makes more sense then. Okay. But yeah, like, she didn't, she wasn't feeling it, but she hadn't been feeling Julie the whole time anyway, so. Right. <laughs> she really well, this is kind of an interesting thing in. because, like, we like she can see that Julie isn't vibing it, but I mean, I guess if you walk in and see them almost kiss, you probably assume that Julie actually is interested. Yeah, well, yeah, because from here though, Carol flees into the night, and then Julie goes after her, and we actually get this weird scene where Julie gets locked inside of a cemetery, and we also saw that that weird woman of ruth is watching all this go on yeah what's what's that about <laughs> like is she what is she, what is her role here honestly i mean outside of her just being crazy i'm not really sure like has she always been in this town i wonder like i don't know i would assume so like it seems like she has been living in like um, the house with like Klaus and his family, and it so kind of seems because like of her lineage. She hasn't hasn't been dinner yet. Probably, yeah, I think so. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm just like, I I don't know if she's necessary though. <laughs> I don't necessarily think so either. As a character, I just don't know if we needed her or not. Especially because like they fill in all the gaps of the history at the house. Like I don't necessarily know if you need the sister to draw everybody there. Yeah, it seems like too much, but I guess. We gotta have some reason for everybody to get there, I guess. I well, yeah, cause I guess they do see her there, and that's why they go up to the house. But and this is the mansion or house yeah. there for Klaus, their family. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, what is their last name? Work Workman or something? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, whatever they call it. That's the so everybody ends up here at this family house for this. <laughs> well, I guess but actually, before that, we actually have our next kill as well. Now, uh, wait a minute, who's the next one? Who we got next here? Um, this is actually kind of an interesting kill because Dan locks the door that Rita is staying in, and then we see that he actually locks Kloss in there with her. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And then he tries to attack her, so Dan comes back in, and this is where we actually see how big Eastman is here. And he ends up attacking Dan and bites his throat out. 
Yeah, that's a pretty gruesome game, honestly. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, that that might be a good uh, something you don't want people to try to do. Right. To try to mimic. <laughs> so you might want to. So okay, some. I mean, so I think some of the effects. I mean, yeah, some of them are kind of cheap, but there's some there's some decent moments that happen with them. Though, I think I think they pick some decent decent things to try to do. I guess. Yeah. In certain moments, so. So whenever the effects aren't as good, I feel like it was a really good attempt, I guess. Honestly, I don't mind the effect here because, I mean, they do the classic extreme close-up where you can tell that that flesh he's biting into is probably not living flesh at all or it might never have been living flesh. But for the the shock value, it's there, though. Oh, for sure. When he bites into it and you have that, like, I mean, a little bit bright blood, but it definitely comes pouring out immediately, and I thought that looked good. Yeah, I was with it, man. I was just saying, I was just saying, like the effects aren't always top notch in this movie, but yeah, I feel like the way they do them is not too bad to kind of fight that. Agreed. All right, so where we go to? Who's next on this? Is Carol next? Who's next? Um, actually, yeah, because like it seems here is where I think we actually get our first flashback here, where we oh, see yeah. Klaus being shipwrecked with his wife and daughter, and that's where we actually learn that Ruth is his sister and that she's gone crazy. And you're right, she does, I don't know if she kidnapped Carol or if she, like, finally, like, revealed herself, but Carol is back at the house with her, like, this huge mansion that belonged to this family. Yeah, and the flashbacks, like, the first time I watched it, the flashbacks, I, it was really, I didn't really understand what was happening. Okay. But you said that you knew who the guy was regularly, Yeah. you knew it was him. I didn't even know who he was, so it... I was really confused about whose flashback I was seeing at this moment. Got it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong, though. It's jarring because, like, the only reason that I knew is because I knew who the actor was. But, like, if you're watching this, you don't know who's thinking about this. I or this uh, what like this thing that happened in the past. Yeah, and when I thought it was the guy, I didn't even put it that he was the man. I thought, well, maybe he's the kid or something. And he didn't which, really die, and they just thought he died or something. Like, which I didn't is definitely understand. plausible. Yeah, that's not a bad like connection. I thought we were like, doing yeah. some some Jason. I thought we were Jason, and then we were talking <laughs> about kids that grew up to be monsters after some horrific thing happens. That's fair. So yeah, I didn't know. We're, I, and then I didn't know if we were talking about supernatural for sure, but right. with uh, Carol or whatever. So I just, I at this point, I was like, "What's going on?" Because <laughs> this flashback, I was way confused. <laughs> yeah. But we find out it's Klaus, and this is his origin tale, pretty much. Yeah, because I know when the group goes up to that mansion, and this is where we see the sister kills herself, which it's kind of interesting is that we have a dummy death at first, but then I think it looks good what they do when she's like hanging there and the people are trying to help. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad of a shot. Right. But then, uh, let me see... Who do we get next here? Do we get to the couple next? Well, the movie kind of starts going at a breakneck speed here. Because I know my notes kind of like... I had trouble keeping up with stuff and watching what was happening at the same time. Um, But I know that part of what happens here is Julie goes upstairs and kind of finds like a burned diary. And this starts to help us... Yeah, it starts filling us in on the backstory. Yeah, I also cool. like the scene here where she throws that uh, candelabra through the mirror and finds oh, yeah. that like room of dead bodies. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. 
I kept thinking like, man, this looks like a seven scene or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the way those bodies look. Yeah. It felt like that. Like it felt like there was a scene like that where somebody's was just left like to die for like years or something, like a year or something in that movie, and their body looked like all weird like that. Right. Like all the you know. So yeah, I was like, but the, all the bodies looked exactly the same. Or was I tripping? They did. <laughs> so that was a stock, a stock dummy or whatever. Probably yeah. Had a few yeah, dummies. Right. They just kept moving it around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that was uh that was kind of a cool effect of that. But yeah. why does he, he just eat the skin off the face, or what are we talking about? I'm not sure because it's kind of weird. You'd assume parts. that he would eat. Well, he might be just doing that and might not actually eat the skin. Because it's just seen. Because you, you don't see the insides. You see the head is intact. Right. So I guess he doesn't do any kind of head cheese or anything. No, nope, he's very uh, he's very healthy. He eats the you know the innards and leaves the skin, which is yeah. The organs usually... have the organs have the most protein. Uh, Agreed. Yep. <laughs> That's why he's such a big boy because he's just eating human organs. That's true. Because <laughs> this guy is huge. I just want to reiterate yeah. that. It's a big he definitely guy. Definitely is. I definitely wouldn't want him to be chasing me through a haunted mansion on an abandoned island. I just want to say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, uh, yeah, it gets crazy here, bro. Cause yeah, everybody, we're we're starting to starting to get rid of everybody, honestly. Yeah, cause I know Julie starts to read more about the diary that she also finds in that hidden room. But then we also have, I think Arnie goes into a tomb or like a mausoleum, and he goes into those like catacombs where he ends up finding Maggie down there, as well as a bunch of like oh. bodies that have been eaten. Yeah, and then we get to this part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets, like, stabbed in the neck or something? I, yeah, yes, yep. That's what happens to him, but, oh, my God. Our, our girl Maggie gets, so yeah. I didn't understand what was happening at first. I thought he was just choking her out. I didn't <laughs> yeah. see where his other hand was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are we led to believe he did the... What is that? What was that movie? That is a society. I is he shunting her? He's doing <laughs> something for sure. Where he it feels like he had to stick his arm all the way into her belly. So I'm, you know, you know the scene I'm talking about in society, right? With a dude. Yeah, that. I, I think he said shunting. I don't know what that is, but I feel like he's got. He's gonna have to go about elbow deep at least, bro. Oh no, he's yeah. He's got to definitely <laughs> stick his. Minimum elbow deep. Oh my god. So he comes out with, I guess it's a fetus sack? I guess. Yeah, he definitely pulls the, what's supposed to be. Is that the correct word? Are we saying this is placenta? I don't know. He definitely is pulling, yeah, the fetus out of there. (laughs) Oh my god, bro. So in the notes, I know they said this was like a rabbit or something. Yeah, it was a skinned rabbit that they used. But it didn't look like a person, but just the idea that he just pulled this out of this woman and he took a bite. Oh, my God. What I think is interesting, though, is they don't linger on it too long either, though. So, like, no, it just just cuts. After he does it, he just cuts. Which I think is strategic because of, like, you're right. I mean, being that it's a skinned rabbit, I like the fact that, like, you just see it hanging there and then he takes a bite, like you said. So you're not able to, like, focus. And, I mean, they're probably assuming most people are going to be cringing anyways with what's happening. No, when it happens in the movie, and I, I wasn't expecting it to happen. Right. And I thought he was choking her, and then I see him come out with this umbilical cord 
hanging from the sack. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. He is gonna eat. He's gonna eat something out of the birth canal. And, yep. Oh, that's a baby. Oh my god. He just pulled a baby out of it. Bro, yes, sure I did. literally, I had to rewind. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> he's choking. No, he's got his arm up her body. Oh my god. Yes. When that happens in a movie where I have to stop and say, wait a minute, what just happened? Let me. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. So that was a moment where I was like, oh, that's why it's on the net, the video yeah. nasties list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that until later on in life, a movie where they depict something similar to that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I give them credit. Yeah. So that was. That's the scene of the movie, I would say. <laughs> there's one other one. Uh, there's one? one other one that's very interesting that we'll get to, but yeah, okay. this is the most iconic scene, I would say. This would be the one that you're probably coming coming here for. Yeah, for <laughs> I sure. I would say. So, but yeah, but we're we're getting closer to the, to the ending actually already at this moment. Yeah. Oddly enough. <laughs> but yeah, we we cut straight to we're still in the mansion, right? Oh, actually, I completely forgot. So I was wondering what happened to him. I forgot that that morning they found that the boat is actually drifting back. So oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, where yeah. the hell is Alan during all this? But I forgot he decided to jump into the water and try to swim out to the boat. So that's where he is. Yeah, but so back, as you were saying, in the mansion is where we have Rita with. Um, Julie, as well as Carol. I don't remember what happens to Carol, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I just remember, like, I don't know who kills her. I just feel like she comes in, like, with her neck cut open. Okay. I think you're right. I think that's probably why who I didn't did write it down. because kill her, though? I don't remember seeing who killed her. I'm assuming so, because I know he ends up showing up right after those kills, and... He, I think, kills, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he kills Carol in that room where Julie's reading because I think Carol came in. So then, when, as soon as she comes in, isn't she already bleeding? Though? I think so. I think he attacked her before she came in, and I guess it's just because it wasn't very memorable. It's probably why I didn't even think to write it down. Okay, I can remember. I just remember yeah. that. Yeah, and then this is where uh, Julie and Henriette try to go up to that little attic room or whatever. Yes. Try to get away from them. Yes, they do. And that's a, I don't know why I was thinking about um, heredity for just a second. I was also thinking of Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah, part two. The the first one one where uh, Tina is up in the um, attic with the, like, German mortuary guy. Oh, you're talking about the the first one. Yeah, where the boyfriend keeps keeps yelling up to her. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah and, then, and then when the bomb hits is when he actually busts through the thing. Right there. Yep, yep. That's yeah, what I, I was okay. thinking of. Classic. Yeah, that's a classic movie. But yeah, I was I had that in my mind too when they're sitting up there and the latch is getting hit up, hit up, and then. Yep. Because at first she starts talking or something. She's like, hey, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when he's in the room below them, she says something. The yeah. girl, and she's like, hey, shut up. Be quiet. Right, or right. <laughs> he can't hear you. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking for? But yeah, but then like, <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen next. I did not either. <laughs> that the, when, this, when the door, when the floor door stops shaking, 
And then a few minutes later, he comes from the top. Yeah, it just breaks a hole in the in the roof. And How did he get up there so fast? Did he just go out the window and just climb up? I'm, I'm guessing so because I don't think he could have easily just like went out the front and tried to do it. Because I mean, that would have been a lot more climbing. But yeah, he he busts through the ceiling and tries to yank her up out the room. Henry, the Rita girl, the blind yeah, girl. which is actually a pretty cool effect of you had brought this up during like the pregame about how like the shattered wood and stuff is like ripping and tearing at like her neck. Yeah, I thought that was a cool thing that they didn't forget about when they were putting right. showing her head coming through that all that stuff that he busted through would all be slicing her face up if she's getting pulled up like that. Yeah. You know? So I was like, that's kind of cool. But for some reason, I felt like you could see somebody yeah. lifting her up, or there was some shape behind her that felt from the bottom view. But I like the top view where you see him with pulling the head out of the the thing up out of the ceiling. I thought that was a really cool shot. Yeah. But then she uh, uh, really gets the pickaxe. Is it a pickaxe? I think so, cause I I know she ends up having that. So I think that's what she uses here to like attack him. And cause him to actually fall off the roof. That would be a really awkward thing to try to swing up at somebody. Agreed. Without hurting your own side. I feel like you could hurt yourself really easily trying to do that. Well, not only that, but it's such tight quarters. That would be a hard weapon to move around when you can't, like, get your full, like, range of motion. Yeah, you can't get a full extension on that. So... And then, like, imagine if you bump it wrong and it just comes back down at you, too. I was like, man... And she's pretty accurate because she gets his foot or something, right? Yeah, yep. But, yeah, he ends up falling off. <laughs> but uh, what? Does does she get pulled back, pulled up in there or something? How does how does Julie get out? I forgot how she got out of this room. Actually, it's pretty boring. She just literally walks out the front holding that pickaxe and just oh, kind okay. of, like, ambles over to the well. And okay, then this so is she where she gets... For some reason, I thought she came out the top, too, or something. I thought she did, too. I think it shows an outside view of it, but I remember her walking and just being kind of, like, shooken by everything. Okay, okay. Yeah, this... this well, we're getting to the quote-unquote climax. <laughs> yeah, this is actually interesting when she gets over to that well because she gets tangled in the rope when she's trying to, like, pull the bucket up. And this is where we realize that he's actually down there and is pulling her in with him. Yeah, and this is where she's kind of dangling. She falls yeah. over and is like dangling off to the side, kind of. Yep. But the whole time I'm thinking, why don't you just grab the freaking ladder thing? Right. I feel like she's, she's just swinging, but she's not. I'm like, okay, there's a ladder there. Right. Just <laughs> grab it and climb out. <laughs> I don't understand. Yep. Why you're just dangling like you don't understand what, how to use a ladder. I don't know if she was just in shock for a second or what. I mean, I guess that's probably, like, if you want to go with some reason, that's what you could probably go with. Because even when she sees him, like, it takes her a minute to kind of, like, okay, I need to get out of here. Like, she kind of lets him get a head start up the ladder. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, oh, he's coming. I got to get out of here. I'm like, you might want to go ahead as soon as you can. Before you choke yourself out or fall, how about how about you grab that ladder as soon as possible? Yeah, and get out. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, so uh, is it? Does Andy help her? 
I, I think so. I think he. But does she pulls, just get out? He pulls I, her out, right? I don't. I think he pulls her out. I don't fully remember because the only thing that I have next is that he ends up getting out of like everybody gets out of the well, and then I know Alan hits him in the stomach with the pickaxe, and then this is actually kind of a cool shot where. Kloss's guts fall out and this is the other iconic oh, yeah. scene that I was bringing up where he drops to his knees and looks like he starts to eat his own intestines before dying yeah that was kind of a I don't know if that's what would happen is that what would happen I mean got, I guess technically I mean, he, because, didn't get, he didn't get slashed open he got stabbed right I mean I guess you could say I mean, that he it, got, was, it was a cool shot I'm, I'm just asking oh, yeah. the, the question yeah. If you no. if you get stabbed in the stomach, if you get your stomach slashed across, I can see your guts falling out. But if you get stabbed, will your guts fall out? Like that? Like they fell out. I like mean, he did do it with a pickaxe, so I'm almost wondering if they're thinking because like it comes to a point that he got oh, stabbed with it and then it pulled, maybe? Maybe. I was but trying I mean, to think about that. I'm with I, you, like, though. I feel like he would have had to like slash him across to get his guts to fall out kind of it like, would take some yeah it would take more effort than i feel like the shot was set up for but anyways it, it is a dope shot because it all comes out like just like spaghetti on a plate bro it's just yeah all, for sure and to him it looks like spaghetti i guess because he takes a giant bite of his own intestines <laughs> this is actually one he of actually posters. looks like it's good for a second he's like yeah. and then he's like oh crap that's my stomach Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. just, <laughs> He may, he literally makes a face like, this is delicious, and then for a second he's like, oh god, that's my own body, and then he just, <laughs> and then he's just holding the pickaxe in this iconic, kind of framing, I guess, where he's just kind of holding yep. it, and then, the end. <laughs> yep. So I don't know, bro. That, and and the credits, it's just black screens for me, bro, and that was that was a wrap. <laughs> yeah, there. So did it doesn't you mess it? around. Yeah, that's the movie. So <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's that's where we ended it. So this yep. is not defined as a slasher, but it felt very slasher. Watching. I it. mean, that's what I would consider it as going forward. Now that I've actually seen this. Yeah, this is a early slasher movie before we knew what slasher was. One hundred percent. Right. Because there's some Halloween elements to it. For sure. But there's a lot of elements they use from. Probably some other movies that were out around that time too. So you yeah, can tell I mean, that they were they were they were probably dipping a little bit trying to trying to find a mix here. Oh, I'm for sure. I am. Um, I think. I mean, obviously, there had been a ton of like exploitation films that had come out before this, and I mean, on top of that as well, some of the Giallo films. I mean, those obviously have more mystery, but they definitely go with some of them go very sleazy and very brutal. I think this is definitely borrowing heavy from that. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, bro. So you want to cover anything else on this before we get to the uh, kind of reviews of it? You have anything um, else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's. I think I'm good actually for everything that I wanted to kind of go over here for it. Okay, so we can go ahead and jump into our reviews here. Okay. Um, and I know we ask this <laughs> every week, bro. I actually made I sure the last through. time that I wrote down that I will actually go first this time. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> Hold on one second, bro. Can we pause it for just one second? We're going to jump into the reviews. Okay, bro, so who was going to go first again? Um, 
I will, since it looked like um, I actually wrote down, since we always ask this question, I had added at the very end of my notes that I would go okay. first this time. All right, bro. You got it. All right. So starting off here with the acting, I actually feel like it's fine for what you get in a slasher film, even though like the slasher films aren't fully defined as of yet. I think we have some characters are distinct enough. I mean, one of them's pregnant, so there's that. And I mean, I recognize some of them. I don't think any of the acting's great. I will give credit, though, to Eastman as our villain, just because his size and just... I think he does well at being this killer. So I actually came in you know, kind of in the middle here with a 2.5. Oh, wow. So we're actually going to be on the exact same page on that. Because I'm going to have it at a 2.5 as well. Perfect. Uh, I don't know, bro. Like, you get just like standard acting, but there was a lot of ADR going on too, right? Yeah, that's a problem is a lot of these are just, they get dubbed over. That makes it tough to really judge some of the stuff with it. But as far as like the other parts of acting, like the physical parts of it and all that, uh, you got some average performances here. I don't feel like nobody really... Did anything super great? I mean, just you got what you got. So that's why I was at a yep. two point five as well, man. Okay. All right, and then for cinematography and effects, I mean, I feel like how this is shot, I think it's fine. Like, I don't think they do anything necessarily too crazy. I mean, we get a little bit of that point of view stuff that you would get in slasher films, but like some of the effects, not all of it necessarily holds up. But I think it does look good. They do some things where it can get pretty brutal, and I mean, there is some of that shock factor there. So just because of how much I like the effects here, I actually went with a oh, wow. four on that. So yeah, you gave him a, you gave him a lot more credit than I did for that, honestly. Uh, but wow, okay, so I'm gonna be below that, bro. I'm gonna be actually at a three. But okay, I mean, the, you know the thing that's kind of weird about this movie, honestly, is that it's What's that? it's before all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. But some of these kills feel very right. Friday the 13th. Like, maybe they watched it. Yes. They saw this movie and said, hey, that might be a good thing, you know, later on down the line to add to our character and do some stuff like this. But, no, I mean, it, wouldn't I mean, shock hey, me. it, it feels like it, bro. It feels like that. <laughs> I told you that one shot that we get earlier in the movie, the second kill of the movie feels a lot like a Jason kill to me. So, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be at a three. I think the effects were good enough. Okay. But maybe, you know what? I mean, I really feel like just because it's before a lot of the stuff that does happen after this, they're kind of ahead of the right. curve on some of the stuff they tried to do. As far as what was going to be mm-hmm. like in every movie you saw after that. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, right. man, I could give them a 3.5 for that, but I think I'm going to stick at a 3. Just because I, th- I feel like I've seen a little bit better around this time. That it could have been a little bit, but That's fair. I'm, I'm going to give him a three, which isn't bad. Okay, perfect. Um, and then for the music, this one is one of those things where, for me, it actually kind of hits a sweet spot for me just because I love this era of, like, Italian movies where they just have these weird kind of, like, soundtracks and everything like that. Because this one, I'm pretty sure they're using, like, a Casio (laughs) keyboard or something, and it's just very cheesy at times and very just, like, synth and just wild. So I end up coming with a three, and I understand for myself that it's more of just personal preference where if I'm being unbiased, I'm like, yeah, this isn't great. (laughs) 
So you say you're at a three? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Bro, you know where I'm at yep. on this, bro? Honestly, I'm at a three as well. What's that? Uh, okay. <laughs> bro, I like I like when they do some of this crazy music. I'm, I'm down for it. Okay, I perfect. mean, at times, this movie just... It feels like this movie doesn't deserve that kind of soundtrack sometimes. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> this would have been better like, like in another yeah. movie, but I really like that they just went for it, though, and just... Cause those, those, I love movies right. like that. I feel like what we're watching, they had a cool, we watched so many movies like that have such, I feel like Driller Killer might've had a weird soundtrack that I liked. Yeah, that one has yeah. a very synth and very wild. There's some movies just, have, just yep. have that sound and I was down for it. So I wasn't overly blown away, but I was, I was into it, man. I was into right. it, man. So that's a three. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, now for story and plot, this is where it's kind of lacking for me just because like, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to come down on some of these because like I've come to realize I don't love slasher films per se, but I think some of the ones that I end up really enjoying actually develop this a bit more. I do like the idea though of setting this on an island because I mean, if they would have kept it on the boat, I would have loved it even more just because that is a great setting that you can't get away from. But the next best thing is setting it on an island where people can't get off easily. So you don't have that logic of why don't you just drive away and try to leave. And I even like the idea of a killer who pretty much cannibalized his family and then went insane from either you know eating flesh or just killing and eating his family. So just because it's very basic with its premise and everything. I actually came in in the middle for this one as well at a 2.5. Okay, that's, and you know what? That's actually where I'm going to be at. Exactly, but we have like mm-hmm. three already on the same, pretty much the same, bro. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm going to be at a 2.5. <laughs> for me, this is another one of those ones where like, I wish they would have fleshed out his, the closet story a little bit better so I could get a better understanding. Yeah. And I wish they would have had a chance to kind of flesh out this town is this town have something going on with it because it feels like there's they were kind of playing with some ideas but never really fully made a decision on some of them yeah like they were just kind of like leaving it in the air there and then i felt like it was kind of clumsy how they just kind of inserted that flashback like i just feel like they could have done it better and that would have made the story better yeah because we could have that could have even been first up versus the jaws ripoff we could have had his story first, and we're trying to figure out in the movie who was this, who was this couple, who was this boy, and we find out that would have been maybe more, more of a more interesting way to do it. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I'm gonna be at a 2.5 just because it really didn't give me, give me enough of a story. I mean, like you said, it was a slasher, and slashers are usually not known for great stories. It's usually just the action, and it was right. doing that before we knew that that could actually be marketed and sold. I guess completely. <laughs> So, yeah. so that's that's sure. 2.5 in my book. Okay. And then for me, for experience, as I said, like I'm not always the biggest slasher fan that I've come to realize, but because of this one coming out in 80, where you don't have the benefit necessarily of like Friday the 13th or like, you know, like Terror Train, I know came out the same year and everything and like Prom Night, that this movie, I mean, came out the same exact year as those ones did. It does make me wonder if any of them got over to Italy before this one was made and if they did influence it. But this is still very early in that whole era and everything. So I like what they did and how they pushed the limits on some of the things. So I came in with a 3.5. Oh my God, bro. This is, 
We have we ever had exactly the same thing on everything? Ah, uh, I we've this has been right there with yeah, one this of is our gonna closer be a ones. Four out of five, bro, because I got three point five on my experience as well. So we're gonna we're gonna be four or five. Okay. I think the only one was different was the uh, cinematography look at the film, maybe. So yeah, that's yeah, okay. Wow. Yep. Unplanned, guys. We never planned uh, <laughs> the reviews of the movie. Yeah, we yeah, do not share these the ahead of time. So, yeah, my experience, I got it with three. I gave it a three point five because I had a couple of moments where I was like, "Wow, I didn't expect that," or "That's not what I expected to happen." So the baby right. scene was one I, I thought about. For some reason, him coming through the ceiling, I mean, the roof of the house, I didn't expect that for some reason. I thought that was yeah. great. Uh, so, there, yeah, there was a lot of movement, a lot of moments like that where I thought were kind of cool and interesting that I didn't expect. But just again, man, uh, it's, it's the beginning of Slasher. And I feel like we were really seeing, yeah. like, a lot of stuff that people would take from this. I don't know how many people credit, like, this movie as something they saw, but... I think it's really worth the watch just to, just to see some of those origins. So, and I know we, we say it all the time, Agreed. but it really is weird. Weird when you see it, you can't say like, well, they always know this is this hasn't been done always yet. This isn't the hundredth time it's been done, yeah. the thousandth time it's been done. This is like the second time or the first or exactly. second time we're seeing this. So, it's interesting. It's still interesting. Right. And from that from that point, I gave them a little bit more credit. So, three point five for that experience. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. And then, so for my final rating, just when I was kind of looking at all of the numbers and kind of crunching them, this movie for me, I would say would come in, in the like low to mid like seventies for me, just because of everything that I enjoyed with it and everything. And this would be one that I won't come back to regularly. It's not going to be like in a steady rotation, but this is one that if I have somebody that wants to see something a little bit more extreme, I probably would show this one to them, especially if I know they like slasher films, just because like you don't necessarily expect it. And if it's one where somebody comes in and has no idea what they're going to be getting here, I think this is one that... I would just sit there and stare at them as some of these scenes happen and then just you know, smiling devilishly as I'm like, oh my God, yeah. this is going to be great. Um, so I would say that my rating then would come in probably at the high end would be like a 7.5, but I would probably be more around like a 72, 73% okay. here. Okay, yeah. So we're going to be off just a little bit right there because my own be just a little yep. bit, a little bit lower than you on that. I would be, I would say closer to about like a 65 maybe for me it's right on the cusp okay. of a seven with those moments i talked about so for me it's, it's it could be a yeah. seven easily but for myself i think i'm going to be about a 65 so just one point below you but i'm we're still in the same range but yeah i just i don't know i just oh, feel like sure. there yeah. was some even though i give it a little bit of credit for some of the things they tried to do i just wish they could have done just just yeah. take a couple more steps and kind of developing that story just a little bit more not even, not even a, for sure. you know, anything extreme, you know, just a, just a, just a couple scenes yeah. here or there, or maybe rearrange. And this has been edited different ways, as you mentioned, to get some of the gore out. So the version yeah. we saw, I'm assuming right. had the gore, because I saw the gore scenes, <laughs> I think, or some, most of the gore scenes. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched the, like, as most uncut versions yeah, they I kind of throw I don't out feel there. like we saw we had all the, the baddest, the worst stuff cut out. <laughs> So, right. but yeah, I just feel like it was some, it was a lot of potential there. And this, 
this is the territory I feel like people need to be looking at for remakes because this is a movie where there's a lot of good ideas. There's an idea that's it really hadn't been driven into the ground completely yet. So it's something yeah. you can kind of, I, I mean, I guess you can call of. any zombie movie this, but it's not really zombie. It's just a, a cannibal man. Well, I mean, I guess the most mainstream idea is that I know in, like, mm -hmm. Book of Eli, those people are kind of going crazy because they're eating yeah, taking, human flesh. Are they taking water so, in that like, movie, or am I thinking of another movie? Are they taking people's uh, water? Yeah, water is I'm a huge commodity. Dune, I think, right? Isn't that Dune where they take people's water? When you die, they drain your body of I water? think, yeah, that might be <laughs> that, yeah. But I know, but I know, again, Book of Eli, though, they definitely are eating flesh, and it drives some people mad. So you can tell the people that are doing it because they have, like, the shakes, and they start to be, I mean, they kind of act like they do it, like this guy does yeah. in this movie, to be honest. Now, I think the only thing about him that I didn't like, and it's the thing that, that they always do, and they, I guess it started here, or this is one of the movies where it started, because Halloween does it, too. Where we get the slasher that's superhuman, because he's this guy. I'm assuming yeah. he dies at the end, but he took a, he he does a lot of stuff in this that I don't feel like somebody in his condition would be able to do. So I just I don't know. Like I don't feel like the water thing. Like I don't know. Like because it's we're saying he's mad, right? But is it the real cannibal yeah, thing? So. Like what is it called? You get when you eat human brains. Like you get some kind of. Uh, almost yeah, like bad like, cow yeah, disease type thing, thing where like it, it gives you like yeah, yeah. rabies so, of a like, sort. We're talking about like that. But how is he able to do all this other stuff? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know, bro. So yeah. yeah, it's it's the ground is further here to make to actually make some decisions. Because it when it with a movie like this, yeah. like a movie where they already made good decisions, that's the ones you shouldn't remake. <laughs> remake the ones where they yes. didn't make the right decisions and in a decision here or there could make you a decent movie that's the ones you want to get but that's not what happens they get the ones that yeah. they already made the right decision so why are you trying to remake the right decisions you can't so it's like man but but yeah bro i point. would actually recommend this movie though to people uh probably not your average person this probably wouldn't be for them your average just movie watcher but oh yeah i always say if you're somebody that's looking fair. for you know those deep titles that you don't see that often and uh, especially, like, if yep. you're into the, I won't say this, this isn't Giallo, but if you're into those kind of movies, you might as well get this one a try. <laughs> you might as well. I mean, this would be the next yeah, logical step, kind of, yeah. Just to see what else they had going on besides that. I mean, it's worth it. I've seen a lot of uh, Italian yep. movie kind of stuff, like the Giallos. Now, just from you telling me about them and me mm -hmm. kind of going on my own and looking to see what I could find in that, in that area, so... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of deep yeah. dive material out there if you're really into it. So I really would recommend this for the kills and just some of the stuff you see for the people really looking for those titles that most people hadn't seen or, or titles that people have heard of but most people haven't seen type deal. This is probably one of those. Yeah. So 100%. 100%. That's what I, I'd recommend it for those people. All right, bro. Any What you got? Anything else you want right. to cover on this, bro? Or you want to go ahead and call this a show um, I think that's all I had uh, to go over on my okay end. bro and is there anything you want to um, uh, promote for the future coming out um well 
outside of just the podcast that I do um, on a weekly basis, I am going to be on the podcast Under the Stairs for their Summer Challenge series. I know my episodes are going to be the last two, actually, because I got drawn the years ending in eight and the years ending in nine. So those will come out. I mean, I'm hoping that we will actually have another episode out before those come out. We'll figure out our schedules and everything like that, but those will be coming out later here in the summer and into like September. But outside of that, I just kind of have, um, you know, I continue to just watch stuff and keep posting anything like that. Um, what about uh, we yourself? We still have though? a podcast with me and my mom coming out. Uh, it's called the Sixty Forty Club. Okay. So we've been making arrangements for that. Okay. Uh, we made the decision yeah. to make it a video podcast, which was kind of a hard decision okay. because now we've decided it's kind of pushed us back because now we're trying to get kind of our setup for our set kind of setup yeah which is something we weren't even Makes thinking sense. about before until we decided that we should do a video so but that is still in production guys that is we're still getting everything set Perfect. up for that but it is a go so you should have some episodes of that hopefully awesome we got everything going before summer ends and school starts hopefully in the next month Okay. We can have everything ready and we can at least get an episode or two, you know, in the books. But we'll find out. But that is the goal. Okay. And I hope everybody will have a chance to enjoy that. Uh, and tune in for David, what he's got going on. Because uh, Podcast Understairs is always awesome. So I'd like to check out your episodes in there and see what you got going too. Awesome. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Okay. Well, that's all I have, man. So if you want to go ahead and sign out. Yep. Um, this is David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and I am signing off. And it's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios. And don't forget, be one of us. Come on a journey with a cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. SideQuest. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm a sick fox using one too many movies. Don't you blame the movie! SideQuest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. SideQuest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest.